Yo, what's good, everybody? You are listening to a brand new episode of Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks with me, your hero, Benjamin Banks, and my co-host, my sidekick, my partner, Travis Martin, the fifth, third, and seventh. That's How right, you doing, baby. man? Travis here, and we are back with another installment of Banks and Trav's Tales, Tales from, from the, the podcast. podcast. Bro, I can't wait till we do today's episode, man. You reached out to him, he responded back, and we're going to get into it. And that's Art the Clown himself, Mr. David Howard Thornton. Thornton. And we didn't just talk about art. I mean, this guy's a full-fledged nerd. Yes. We talked comics. We talked anime. Yes. Because he's done it all. He's he's voiced over anime movies. He's voiced over video game characters. He's, you know, arguably part of the biggest horror movie to come out in the last five years. Um, He does Broadway. Um, He does it all, man. He does it all, man. This... His impressions. Yeah, I mean, his impressions, bro, so good. He's a he. He's just as big of a nerd as me and Trav are, and we're happy that he was able to do this episode That's with right. us. And I mean, again, for our, our horror Halloween theme month, it's like we trying to knock it out the park, and we trying to give y'all the best that we can get. It's like we didn't already had Mad Max Morrison, who is going to be in the horror movie Death Board, and he has something new coming out in the works. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a horror anthology that. He's That's a part right, of, yeah. and um, he sent me some pictures from the set. Oh, that, he just posted a new one. Yeah, he, it looked he, legit. It looks sweet, man. So yeah. I can't wait to see that anthology. We had Jenna up here, Jenna she Cannell was, she from, was Terrifier from Terrifier, as well. and, and Bye Bye Man, and Bye Bye Man, and she's doing some new horror movies That's that she right. couldn't tell us about. And now we got the man himself, Art the Clown, who is, like you said, one of the biggest horror icons that has come out in the last five years that's right because i mean he's right up there with your boy jason that's right he's right up there with your boy friday and now that they're really building the thing that separates what art is now versus what freddie and jason is is he doesn't have the franchise behind him yeah but you know they're about to start filming terrifier 2 mm-hmm. once he gets that franchise behind him mm-hmm. and they have installments and you got this character uh, he's definitely going to be up there with Freddy. Ex- specifically Freddy because it was pretty much just played by um, Robert England. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so um, is there anything else that you want to talk about or are you ready to roll no, into today's episode? I'm ready to roll episode? into today's episode. Bro. All right, well, let's go ahead and give David a call. Beat, beat. What's up, David? How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you doing? We're doing awesome, bro. Like, I just finished working out at the gym. And like what <laughs> I like to do what I like to do whenever we have an episode that we have to record, I like mm-hmm. to t- I like to time how fast I can get over here to Travis's house before the, the episode is supposed to start and i made it over here before he, he, he likes to cut it close man. i like to cut it real close <laughs> <laughs> it's a game it's fun how's your night going bro oh pretty good just finished dinner so i'm i'm doing good <laughs> can't complain I, I i didn't go to the gym I, i'm too lazy for that hey don't feel bad neither did i so <laughs> I, make it, I make it a mission to try and go every day at least go five to six days a week, sometimes seven. But sometimes it's like your body needs that rest. Like yesterday, I didn't go yesterday. So I had to make sure that I got it in today before yeah. we before we did this. I was about to say before we filmed this podcast. Sometimes me, 
sometimes me and Trav uh, like to think that we're in the office and there's cameras recording us as we do this. <laughs> not sometimes. All, all the, the time. time. But all man, we time. really appreciate you joining us, man. I know that, you know, I bugged you to get on oh. this, man. So I really appreciate it. Yes, yes, oh, yes. No problem, no problem. It was just, you know, trying to find some free time to do this. It worked out fine. Yeah, man, hopefully... uh you know, I saw that uh, you just came back from a beautiful trip. Oh yeah, that was nice. Uh, <laughs> where'd you Where'd you come from? I, I went. I took myself by went by myself too on a cruise to Bermuda. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. I I have not taken myself on a vacation in like ten years, and I'm like, I gotta do this. I gotta just treat myself before everything gets crazy with filming and everything. So I was like, I'm gonna do this. So let me ask you something, because you say you went to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Like, were you thinking in your head that there's a possibility that I might go into the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little. I, I was out there in the ocean. All of a sudden, like, my, my phone just started, like, switching time zones and stuff like that. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, no. Now I'm four hours ahead in the future. I time traveled. Oh, God. Hey, I, I love that you just talked about time traveling because we like the time travel a lot up here on no, this podcast. You like the time travel. Look, man, <laughs> I I went back to nineteen. What was it? Nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five to go see Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters when it premiered in theaters. Oh uh, yeah, and I and I asked Trav to come with me, but he was scared as usual. I don't know oh. why, but. Yeah, it's like he should just come and time travel with me as long yeah, as you. That's a good year. That's yeah, a good year. Exactly. <laughs> it's like as long as you don't change anything in the past, everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah, yeah. But, don't don't try your mom. You know, you're, you'll you'll be fine. Hey, I've seen <laughs> I've seen the butterfly effect, and uh, I, I'm good on that. Also, and we always forget to tell people this. No, this, you always no, forget you to tell forget people. To, nah, this. Don't this is a PG me. podcast. We are oh, John yeah, okay. Cena gotcha. podcast. No problem. That's always good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there will be no um, sexual encounters with any mothers on, on this podcast, good sir. No, no fornication. Of right. That's the, right. The maternal what, kind. What type of underwear would you have even been wearing, or do you go commando? <laughs> I don't even know what. Why? What? When? I'm just saying, like you know, I'm back, Back to the Future. He had on the Tommy <laughs> Hill figure. Oh, okay. So, like, what what type of underwear do you wear? I wear Reeboks. So she, <laughs> your yeah, mom Reeboks. would have been like Reebok. Is that your name? Yeah, Reebok. You would have said Reebok. Okay. I, I go with the He-Man underoos because those were popular at the time. So. There you go. I, I go Commando. Sometimes so. I'll put on my Tarzan cloth and just just call it a day. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you got to do. <laughs> so yeah, so let's go ahead and roll into some topics of today's podcast because you might not know this i don't know if travis has told you but this is our halloween month and we mm-hmm. are doing like halloween themed episodes where it's like we want them to be spooky and stuff like that so spooky <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know we just want every episode to you know be about something that has to do with either horror or halloween or something like that some sort of tie-in some yeah some sort of tie-in so i'm glad that oh. you know that you had the time to come up here and do this with us today. We really appreciate this. And uh, the first question that I have for you is, how did you get into acting? Oh, gosh. Um, pretty much out of the womb. Both of my parents are, like, very active in our church's theater back home. And, like, my mom used to direct shows. My dad used to be in the shows and stuff like that. So nice. that kind of got me started. And then... I mean, I, I do like those church theater shows. They weren't really anything at all. <laughs> but um, 
it wasn't like until like my middle school year in eighth grade, I was like really bullied a lot in middle school because I was a short little skinny guy with glasses and braces that had not hit puberty yet. So like I had a high pitched voice, voice soprano, easy target. Right. In in Alabama of all places, where it's all about football, football, football. Well, that that's what I was going to ask you too, and it tied into his question was, how does a kid you know from Alabama get into theater? It's just not something that um, yeah typically yeah, just, sounds like it would happen, you know? No, not really. And that's the thing is like it, it that's it you know that's one of those things like oh there must be something wrong with you boy you one of those um you know I'm like, yeah, yeah I know oh, oh, yeah. yeah we know I. I, I, I like girls. No, <laughs> I, I get to be in the show with a lot of hot girls too. So, you know, yeah. Hey, that's how I looked at it. I was like, yeah, but, um, yeah, I was like, so yeah, I was bullied in eighth grade and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I was always really funny at home. I was always joking around doing funny little skits and, you know, just being a clown and stuff like that. No pun intended. Like, yeah, no, no pun intended at all. <laughs> yeah. And my mom was like, has, have, have your classmates ever seen this side of you? And I'm like, no. And she's like, well, you should let them see this. They're, uh, you should audition for like uh, the 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 um the the school musical this year, and because I was in the choral program and we we're doing Mickey's Christmas Carol. And she's like, you yeah. should go out for Mickey Mouse in that. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And I, so I did, and I got the role. Nice. And then we're I'm, I'm on stage, and we had some mishaps happen with like the set and stuff like that. And instead of like more like especially at that age, where most kids when something goes wrong with the show, they just kind of freeze up, and the teacher has to come out and go, uh, "Your line is," or something like that. I, I just started improvising on the spot. While I, like the set fell down on top of Scrooge and I, it was a, a cardboard set, so it didn't hurt. But you know, it was like right. For this our heads are poking out underneath, and I, I think I turned to him like, "Mr. Scrooge, I think we have rats." Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like something that would come straight out of a out of a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just like the whole audience just started laughing their heads off because you know, they knew that was not in the script, obviously. Right. And I just I just started riffing, and I I had everybody just eating out of the palm of my hand, and for the first time at that school, people were laughing with me instead of at me, and I'm like, oh my god, I like this feeling. I, I have so much power over these people right now. I love this. This is this feels so good to like bring happiness and get this laughter out of everybody. I'm like, I like this. And my mom was like, well, you need to do more of this, so she encouraged me to do like community theater, and I started doing that, and then it progressed to doing college theater, even though I went to school and got a degree in teaching uh, elementary school, actually. And it, and my mom passed away when I was in college and that kind of like changed my whole perspective on life. And I realized your know, life is too short not to do what you want to do with your life. And I realized when I was teaching in my classroom one day doing my internship, I, I was doing story time. I was doing all these little voices for all the characters in the story. And uh, and the kids were loving it. And I had that epiphany. It's like, I, I'm getting more fulfillment out of entertaining my students than actually teaching my students. Uh, maybe I need to reevaluate what I want to do with my life. And I did. And I spoke to my dad and expected this huge, because my dad was a NASA engineer, very pragmatic, practical man. And I expected him to be like, no, you put all this time and effort and, you know, teaching a stable career, blah, blah, blah. I expected that. I had all speech prepared. And he's like, <laughs> no. No, your mom and I always thought that you should be an actor, but we didn't want to tell you what to do with your life. We want you to realize what you want to do with your life, figure it out for yourself, make your own decisions. So I'm like, what? 
oh, wow, this is not how I thought this conversation <laughs> right, was going to yeah. go. <laughs> That's- I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, yeah, just finish up your degree. Take, you know, take some time off and finish up your degree and, you know, and then go do what you want to do. And that's what I did. I took a year off just to get my head back in the game. Cause you know, that losing my mom, you know, that put me in a tailspin for a while. I can't even yeah. imagine, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I did that, finished up my last semester and then moved to New York and I've been here 13 years. Nice. That's a nice, that's a very cool origin story. Um, Especially since, I mean, how many people go through that, right? Where yeah. they're kind of yeah. doing the more quote unquote practical thing. And yeah. um, for anybody listening right now, hopefully they can use, you know, what you just, what you just said as, you know, inspiration to make that decision for themselves too. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's a hard career path though. It's just like, it's, it's definitely. something that you have to really want. You, you, it's not, you know, I, I think I've seen so many of my friends that actually got degrees in theater that moved here to New York, and they didn't last very long because I think they came up here with unrealistic expectations. They thought they, because they were they were so used to being a big fish in a small pond. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they thought they were just going to be overnight success. I'm like, that's a very rare thing to happen. Overnight success usually takes ten years at least. Yeah. Those, and they they just they didn't expect that, and they just couldn't handle that. I'm like no, no, you have to put the time and effort into it all, and you have to really work your tail off. And, and you know, that's one thing that I wanted to bring up about uh, your parents, how like they were supportive, of, supportive of you know what you wanted to do in life, because you know a lot of people they don't have that support, and oh. sometimes it's like because they don't have that support, it's like the dreams that you might have they just flounder. And yeah. like that's cool that you know your dad he said yeah you know. If this is something that you really want to do, then you should do it because I'm a professional wrestler. And mm-hmm. when I was in middle school, you know, just growing up, I always used to tell my mom that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And yeah. like my mom, it's like she was always my biggest supporter um, when I was younger. And then like when I got older and I could finally go to wrestling school, it's like she was behind me the whole way. And like when she was uh, still living here in the United States. Uh, she used to come to every single show that I wrestled at and everything. And that's great. And, you know, she always promotes me on Facebook, even though she's not here. Yes. She, she she tags me and everything. So that way her friends and my, my family, they can see that stuff. And it's like it's it's good when you have that support system, because, again, like I said, some people don't have that support. And another thing that I like that you had said is about like how. You know, people, it's like they have high expectations because they were a big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't have that mentality if you are trying to do something, no matter if it's uh, wrestling, acting, music, anything. It's like you like I I always tell people the best thing to have is low expectations, because if you have low expectations, then when good stuff does happen to you, it feels so much better compared to having high expectations, expecting all this stuff is going to happen. And then when nothing happens, it's like you get bummed out, you get depressed. And yes. it's like you, you end up quitting. Like you said, some of your friends, they, they ended up quitting because they couldn't handle it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it, you have to really want it to get it. It's just, it's not like having a desk job where you, you know, you can just go out, out of college and, you know, fill in or, you know, a job interview, go in, there you go. You got a job. It's just like you're competing against the best of the best. There's so in, in like you know acting, music, dance, wrestling, all that. You're you're it's, 
you're you're up against the best, mm-hmm. and there are so many talented people out there, and there's always going to be someone that is better than you, no matter yes. where you go. There's always going to be that person that's better than. You. I don't know if uh if you're in the anime or anything like that, mm-hmm. but uh in Dragon Ball Z, I like to I like to say <laughs> I like to say that everybody in the world is Vegeta. Yeah. And the re- and the reason why I say that is because it's like no matter how hard Vegeta trains and no matter how uh powerful he gets, Goku is always going to be better than him yeah. no matter what. So yeah, I yeah. mean like I agree with everything you said, man. Yeah, oh, I I got to hand it to you doing the professional wrestling. That's hard. That's Thank you. hard work. That's Thank why you. you're at the gym so much. I mean, you you have to be totally dedicated to that. You cuz that's that's so physically demanding. It is, man. It is. And you know, I'm just so happy with where I am in life now because uh, I used to weigh 456 pounds. Woo! And uh, yeah, man, I just changed my life around and mm-hmm. uh, I started going to the gym every day, started mm-hmm. eating right. And now I'm at 284. You know what I'm saying? So good for you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's it's really something that you have to be dedicated to. Yeah. And it's a, it's a it's a mental thing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's mental and physical. It, it really is. It, it really is. <laughs> especially, especially with wrestling. <laughs> it's like, whew. Well, I think anytime you're dealing with any sort of arts career, quote mm-hmm. unquote, I, it's really more. No pun intended. You know, yeah. mental, <laughs> the mental exhaustion of going through it. The, you know, for every, you know, one yes that you finally get, you went through a thousand no's. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that that's just kind of so how it is in that field. Um, oh, of doing, yeah. you know, any sort of art stage and things like that. And, um, oh, oh, so much so, you know, the fact that, you know, you go up to New York and, you know, to do Broadway, you know, slash stage or whatever. And that's like the Mecca because I've never been, I'm super into, you know, stage Broadway or orchestra mm-hmm. stuff and things like that. And I'm, uh, I'm actually seeing Macbeth. In a couple oh, weeks. Oh, that's a great because the, they're that's they're coming favorite. to the Chrysler Hall. Oh, nice. But um, I've never been like I've never been to like Broadway. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. been up to New York and got to go see you know Cats on Broadway or anything crazy like that. And um, you know I ha- I know that you played uh, Grandpa Who and uh, Doctor Seuss is the Grinch. Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> now where. That's I'm assuming that's in New York when you land this role. And if you just kind of yes. want to take us through is I take it that's like your first big, you know, Broadway role that you landed. Yeah, that that was. I mean, that wasn't actually on Broadway either. It was a Broadway tour. Okay. Yeah, it was a non-union Broadway tour. It, it, they had done it on um Broadway uh, like a year or so before and they decided to take it on the road. And so that I was in the first Broadway tour of it, which is so pretty cool. When they decide to take it on the road, they don't roll with the same cast, or no, how does that no. work? Yeah, the- they they have especially since it was non-union, they had to go with a non-union cast, so they couldn't use like the same actor. But the actor they got for the Grinch though was amazing. He was a his name's Stephen Carl. He was Robbie Rotten on the show Lazy Town. Oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah. You know what's crazy about Lazy Town is that in like, because you know this is a nerd podcast. We cover like video games Mm -hmm. and anime and you know wrestling, any sort of like nerd pop culture, comic books, you know things like that. 
in that world though, Lazy Town, I know it's a quote unquote kids show, but it's a big deal. Like in it the was nerd community. So good. Really? Well, and more specifically, him. Like oh, on what God. he does on the show, he's very, very popular in the nerd community. Oh, Stefan was amazing. I, I mean, I was his understudy for five years as the Grinch. So I was like, he 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 really taught me a lot about physical comedy, especially because I mean I'd always done physical comedy. Right. But I had never had a mentor that did the same type of comedy I did because like I, I grew up watching the old silent film actors and not like Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Bean and right. like Jim Carrey. So I, I liked that type of acting, but there was no one that did that. No one does that anymore. And so I, I learned just by watching and I never had anybody that could help me find two things. And then I, when I started understudying Stefan, I was like, oh my God, he, he does exactly what I do, but he's been doing this longer and he's trained to do this. So like he, he helped fine tune all of that with me. He, he, I, I learned so much from him on those like five years on the road with him. He was such an amazingly talented man. And you saying that makes so much sense because what he does best on that show isn't really what comes out of his mouth, but what he portrays by his face. His facial expressions. We're going to get more into that later because I think that, to me, that is what made Art, you know, your character, Art the Clown, as good as it was is not, you didn't really speak. You you told everything with your face and it just... (laughs) Now that you saying all that you say, you being his understudy and stuff really makes so much sense. <laughs> you know, when I look back and I see the similarities between the yep. two characters. Yep. yep. I, I had a lot of moments on set when I was just trying to think of things to do. And I'm like, I would have, I called it my, what would Stefan do moments? I'm like, what, what would he do here? Oh, okay. I know how he would handle this. Okay. Totally got it. Totally got it. And it, it, it's weird because I, I, I can go back and watch and I'm like, oh yeah, I look a little bit like Stefan there. there. That's the Stefanism right there. That's the Stefanism there. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. One thing that, uh, what Travis was just saying about the facial expression stuff, like growing up, I always used to make a bunch of weird faces and whatnot because mm-hmm. when I used to watch wrestling when I was younger, I, I still watch it today, but You know, when I would look at some of my favorite wrestlers, they were always making these either funny faces, angry faces, you know, telling the stories with their faces and whatnot. And like, that's something that I do to this day. And it it really helps me in wrestling because it's like if you can make a face that somebody can remember, they'll always Mm -hmm. talk about it. It was just like The Rock doing his eyebrow, talking that one eyebrow. That's 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 this thing, or you know, especially the wrestlers of like the eighties and the nineties. They they had their shtick, yeah. They had, and that they they were certain characters. They had a certain way they did things. They had certain mannerisms. They they were a character. Exactly. Exactly. Can can you do the people's eyebrow? Oh yeah, I can do both. I've tried for thirty years. How long did it take you? How long did I, it take you to perfect it? Well, the funny thing was, I was doing that before The Rock did it. I, I was in high school, and I was I was bored in my English class, and I was just sitting there. I think it was my 11th grade year, and I, I taught myself how to do the eyebrow thing and also how to wiggle my ears sitting in class. The alfalfa thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the alfalfa thing, yep. <laughs> so what you're I, saying I, is The Rock got the people's eyebrow from you. 
Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so he, he, he must have come through Huntsville, Alabama back right. in like so. 1997 and gone, oh, wait a minute. What's like, cause I, I, I would do it like shows and stuff like that. I'd, it's such a great expression. It, 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 is. it, it is. It's, yeah. it says so much without saying anything. You just, and not you everybody can eyebrow. do it. I, yeah. I, it no. took me, it took me a year to be able to finally do it. I still can't do it. It's easy. But it, the trick, the trick is trying to do it with both eyebrows, though. That's the real yeah. trick. That's a challenge. Oh, I, I, I can get mine to do the wave. The little I, can't, I can't do all of that. Yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah. So just yeah, to, oh, go you ahead. just have to learn how to isolate. Like, you know, you, you raise and lower your eyebrows, and you learn how, how to just isolate that one eyebrow instead of doing both at the same time. It, 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 it's, it's, all, it's all muscle memory. You just have to work at it. So Dwayne, The Rock Johnson ever listens to this episode (laughs) (laughs) i would love that oh my god he's actually a listener on this podcast yeah he plays us in the gym all the time we're boys actually oh for real (laughs) why didn't you never tell me that oh my gosh that's fantastic (laughs) you never told me that right i i I keep my friends you know Uh, my celebrity uh, friends under wraps yeah well you should have so good i mean i like i I mean, I watched him wrestling and stuff like that, but I remember like what really won me over to him was back in like the early 2000s, the first time he ever hosted SNL. Because usually, you know, yeah. they, have, oh, yeah. Yeah. they have an athlete as a guest on F- S- uh, SNL. It's usually like, oh, they're going to be horrible. And I was like, all right. I, so I went in there with low expectations and he went full out just crazy with everything he just fully committed to every sketch he was in and he was absolutely hilarious i was like okay much respect to this guy i like him i want to see more of him i was like i I could see right there that he could be a really good actor one day and i was like he's he was so entertaining and i was like he won me over right there and and now he's the highest paid actor that's why he's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment yeah, yeah, it's I mean, so true. Because I, so- I remember, I remember that too. Like when he was on Saturday Night Live, and I, I was telling my little brother at the time, I'm just like, man, it's like imagine if The Rock was like doing more stuff like in movies or TV shows. Because mm-hmm. I think the first movie he was in was Scorpion. King. No, not the Scorpion. Scorpion. The, mummy, the, mummy. the Mummy Returns. Right. Oh, Mummy. Yeah, Mummy. Yeah. yeah I meant far as like him being a star. Oh yes, yeah. Scorpion yeah. King was the the first thing that he His starred. First role. Yeah. 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 But I. Now, the only thing I didn't like about The Mummy Returns was when he was the CGI It was the rock. CGI <laughs> scorpion. <laughs> the CGI scorpion. Because <laughs> it looks so, like, today's so standard, bad. it looks like, oh, that's so bad CG. Especially that's for, like, oh. you, you know, for how high budget, you know, Hollywood this movie is, because the first one yeah. was so big. Yeah. And, you know. And that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an a ongoing joke on this podcast, is that that's uh, what she it's, said. It's, that's a classic. So anytime you want to slip that in, that's what that's she what said. That's what she said. <laughs> you know, you feel free. <laughs> you killing me. But yeah, going back to all the facial expression stuff, and we were talking about this earlier. Now, we haven't seen the show, um, and I believe it's just a YouTube series, the Nightwing YouTube series, where yes, you played yes, the yes. Joker on. Woo! I and, I haven't actually seen the show, but I've seen clips of you being the Joker. And I was telling Banks earlier, one of the big thing about... I, have you seen the new Joker movie? I did. I just saw it the other night. And, and to me, it... It was really good. It just blew me away. I couldn't believe the job that this man did. Yeah. And really, again, and I said this was the best laugh that I've heard from Mark since Mark Hamill yeah, played I him agree. on Batman the Animated Series. But I was telling Banks earlier, I really enjoyed your laugh. 
as oh, the thank Joker. You. Thank you, thank you. And is then it... the the facial expressions, it really reminded me of the classic Joker. You talking from, about Cesar Romero? Yeah, Cesar yep. Romero. Well, that's what I intentionally did with this. I, I was like, I, I wanted to kind of do an homage of all the different Jokers. Yeah. And like put a little bit of everybody in there. And I was like, so I, I, I put a little, I, I've, I've, of course, stayed away from Leto with my version because that of was. Of course, just, of course. That was just, <laughs> we, we just pretend that didn't happen. We erased that. Yeah. But, you know, I put a little bit of the other great jokers in there. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you know it's a Romero in there. I was like, that's, that's great. Well, let me ask you this from a you know, perspective of an actor, because, you know, we really don't get to talk to a lot of, like, you know, professional actors that really do this for a living. Mm -hmm. I think Jared Leto catches a lot of heat for mm -hmm. his Joker, and I'm not saying it's good by any stretch. Yeah. I'm really not that big a fan of the movie, but I do think that he gets a little bit more crit. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. How much, how much of that is him, though? Yeah, yeah, I don't really blame him as much. I, I blame more the writing and like mm -hmm. the directing involved with that because that was just like what that they the, the writers didn't understand the Joker from the get go. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like when he's like morose and mopey over Harley Quinn not being there with him. Like that is not the Joker at all. He wouldn't give a flying rat's patootie. He would just be like, "Oh well." <laughs> I, 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 another thing, what I think was a problem was the hype that the, the film was getting and mm -hmm. like, you know, we had seen what he was going to look like as the Joker and whatnot. And we yeah. heard all the stories about like how he was on set. And when the film finally came out and we saw him, it's like most of the roles that he, I mean, most of his scenes had been cut from the movie. Yeah. And like you said, with the writing, like he didn't feel like your traditional Joker. He felt like uh -huh. he, Oh, I don't know if you ever watched Batman Beyond, but he felt like oh, one, yes. he felt like one of those Jokers, like uh, the Joker yeah, gang, right? Yeah, that was Joker just portraying gang, yeah, the Joker. Like, yeah, well, I, I, I completely agree, <laughs> and that's why I bring it up because again, in Star Wars, Hayden Christensen gets a lot of slack for being Anakin Walk Skywalker for his you know characters Anakin Skywalker, but you'll mm -hmm. notice you know George Lucas will come out and say. He portrayed Anakin exactly like George Lucas wanted him to portray yeah. Anakin. So then, at, again, at what point is it really on the actor or is it on the director slash writer of the film? And that's why I've seen Jared Leto mm -hmm. in a lot of things, and I really think Jared Leto is a good actor. Oh, yeah. I had and, such um, high expectations for him going into it. Then, then I saw that first look of the character. I was like, what the heck did they do to him? Yeah. Yeah, so that's I just feel like he gets a way more slack than um he really should as far as yeah. the portrayal of um yeah the character and stuff like that. And I think you can kind of tell when somebody's just not good at what they're doing. Doesn't yeah. mean that they're a bad actor, but they're just bad in that particular role versus yeah. when the writing is bad. And I think yeah. that's one of those instances where the writing is just bad. Oh god, yes. <laughs> so so how was it you know, like when you got the role as Joker, like uh, when you first heard when you first auditioned for it and whatnot, mm -hmm. or how even like how did it like how did it come about? Like, did you did they approach you or did you approach them? And like, well, just tell us how it, that worked. It is kind of funny. It, it, it um, I was taking a voiceover class with a, a very talented voiceover artist named Paul Liberty. He, he's done a lot of care. He's like the one of the voices of Barney Rubble, and like he's oh, done nice. the voice of Curious George and stuff like that very talented dude and there was another guy in my class and 
I, I had done like an Im- imitation of the Joker in the class one day, and the one of the guys in the class with me is like, "Oh my god, that was really good!" It's like I, I just uh, actually auditioned for a web series for the Joker, and th- this guy looks like more he would have been a penguin type or something like that. And he's right. like, I, 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 "It's like I wasn't right for the part. But I just wanted to go and read because it was a fun read." It's like you need to contact these guys. You're perfect for this. I'm like, okay, sure. So I did. I, I submit. I like because I earlier that year I had done um, the the one of the monologues from the Killing Joke for a, a monologue competition. Got second place in it. Nice. Yeah. And and I was like, I had it on film, and I just sent that video to these guys. They're like, oh my god, can you please come in and audition? And they the the script they I have to say. The, the guy that writes the scripts, he writes really good Joker. He understands this. This is one thing that has driven me crazy about all the Hollywood films, even Joker. They don't know how to write Joker correctly. They, they don't understand the character, I guess. They don't understand the way he talks. So like, because uh, I've, I've always wanted to see a true depiction of the, the actual comic book version of version of the character. Right. And he had, and there's a certain way about him in the comic i mean he's always monologuing he's so full of himself he's cocky arrogant he's he's always you know five steps ahead of everybody else he's you know he he's i like to say he's he's in control of being out of control yeah and this the guy that wrote this he totally wrote this great scene and i read this scene i was like Oh, I have to do this because this is such a Joker scene. This is such a good Joker scene. I have to do this. He gets the character. He understands how to write him. Yes, I'm going to do it. So I went in, knocked it out of the park. The funny thing is that same week that I got cast as Joker, I got cast as Art the Clown, too. So it was like, whoa. Nice. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> so one, thing, one thing that you were saying about the Joker, like how he was in the comics, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, what you were saying, it kind of reminded me of, you know, somewhat of the Joker on Batman the animated series. Because, because yes. I, I mean, because honestly, everybody, everybody's honest opinion. They always say that Mark Hamill is the best Joker to oh, by far. ever to ever be. And, you know, and Paul Dini knew how to write him, right? And it's like everything that you were saying about, like you know, how the Joker, like he was always monologuing and how he was always one step ahead. It's like that's how he was on the show because it's like every time when Batman thought that you know he had the Joker, the Joker mm-hmm. always had something up. He had his the plan sleeve. for him. He always had a plan. I mean, even in yeah. um, even in the Batman Beyond movie, The Return of the Joker. Oh God, that was so good. Ba- it was Batman really Beyond is good. uh the it's underrated. Know, yeah, it's very yeah. underrated. Even um the guy who played Eric Matthews and um Will Will Fr- yeah, Will Friedle. Fr- yeah. I thought yeah. I I know. You know, he's quote unquote non canon. You know, mm-hmm. his character, uh, Terry. No, Terry Terry's gets, canon. Yeah. I mean, even when Batman Beyond came out, he was yeah. he was created for that show, I thought. No, well, yeah, he was created for the Th- show. That's what I mean. Same with Harley Quinn. At yeah. the time, she was a, oh, okay. a character created yeah. for a show and never really stemmed from a comic. But um, exactly. I thought he did a fan. They all just. Batman Beyond's very underrated. I'm so oh, happy they're I, finally I releasing it. this. Um, you know this blu-ray box set that they're about to come mm-hmm. out with but um yeah again like you were saying there's no, one question i had too was the legality portion of this how how did that come about to be able to even depict these characters legally 
Oh, it's because it's fan made. There's no profit mm. in it, so it's you know it's fine as long as there's no profit being made. And we we put a disclaimer of like you know this is no affiliation to DC or WB or anything like that. So it's just like it's 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 just you know a fan made video. Yeah, so they series. really can't they can't do anything to nah. you because yeah. Because we're not making money off of it, so they're not losing money. So it's just like, yeah. Gotcha. It's, just, it's a bunch of us geeks that got together, and we love the source material and wanted to create our own little stuff. So, so uh, did you grow up reading comics? Yeah, and- that's, that's oh, what gosh, I was, yes. that's what oh, I was yes. just about to ask you, Dave. Like, because you was talking about the Joker in the comics. Um, what were some of your favorite Batman comics? Oh, read? God. I, I I remember like when Batman Returns came out that that Christmas, my parents got me a whole big huge collection of like book book set like collection like you know box sets whatever you want to call them but right. like yeah compilations of different Batman the comics. graphic novels that's what yeah the graphic novels but it was before they had like the graphic novel graphic right, novels yeah. it was like just a whole collection of like you know one of them was just a collection of both Penguin and Catwoman comics. And so it was like a whole history of the characters from like their first days through the, the modern time and stuff like that. And then there was a whole compilation, of the Joker. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I love and, and it. was, that's how I really just started getting into it. And I, I mean, I don't really read comics as much as I used to, but occasionally I'll pick up like, you know, one of the graphic novels or something like that. Like, uh, like one of my favorite ones recently was the, the whole death of the family. Right story arc you know where he cut off his face and because that 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 really gets in deep really deep with like that the relationship between him and batman yeah and i i love it it really it that actually gave me a lot of insight into playing the character too because there's like this this great moment where uh, bruce is talking about you know he's like I, i've noticed something about the joker's eyes it's like i've only seen this look in someone's eyes one this is only this one that's this type of look. It, it's like, it's only, you only see that look with people that are in love. Yeah. And he only looks at me this way. He looks at me with that look. And I'm like, and I'm like, that makes so much sense. And I, the Joker is like enamored with Batman, not necessarily like in a, in a you know, like a sexual way, but right, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. He has some sort of weird obsession with him. Yeah. For yeah he, he's like, he's like, basically he's like, in love with his creator right yeah it's it's like this is you are my reason for being you complete me type of thing it's just like i we we are supposed to do this this dance forever tango. i was about to tango. say you know yeah i was about to say what is god without satan you know exactly. what i mean it's that sort yeah. of thing you got exactly. you can't have good if Yin there's no yang. evil to combat with it yeah and yeah. it's, it's, it's he gives that mon- even like when Bruce is like hanging him over this waterfall is like yeah you go ahead and kill me go ahead and kill me but you know this is, if you kill me this is you, you, I have won yeah and that's and that's the one thing that Batman can do is kill but yeah it's like you know it's it's been a couple of times where he's thought about he, it he, but it yeah. got pushed to the edge he's, man. yeah but yeah. I'll say um some of my favorite uh, Batman comics involving the Joker. Uh, one of my favorites is the Long Halloween. I don't know if you. Oh aware. yes, that's a good that's a one. one. That's a good one. Uh, the dark, the Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yep, yeah. I love that whole part where he's just like in Arkham and he's just so docile. He's basically given up on life. Yeah, and it's just like he's like he has no no purpose. 
Yeah, it's like he's like a normal person now. And yeah. then once Batman comes back, it's like, all right, it's showtime. Yeah, he's like, and it gives him life again. It's just like, oh, I love that. It makes so many. And then he like kills himself. Yeah. Like breaks his own neck. Oh, my God. Did you watch the uh, the animated movie that came oh, yeah. out? That was so good. Oh, my God. It was man. so good. And that, uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, the Killing Joke, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Killing yeah. Joke, of course. Like, yeah. that's, like, did you watch the animated film for that? Yeah. How did you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't live up to, you know, it was their first ever rated R animated yeah. movie. And it, but I still say Mark Hamill. They changed oh, a couple yeah. of parts in it. And, yeah. And I, I wish they had kept the whole, one, the whole entire One Bad Day monologue as it was written. In yeah, there. exactly. That's, such a, that's the monologue I do. That whole, like, you know, I see you received the free ticket I sent you. That the whole, it talks about, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, if, it, you know, if I if I'm going to have a pass, I prefer it to be multiple choice. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's like a that very whole, very good you. impression, man. Good. Oh, it's saw, such a good monologue. I saw that you had had um, a YouTube video up where you did a, a bunch of impressions. Mm-hmm. So, like, tell us tell us a little bit about that. Like, you know, when you were growing up, like, did you do impressions as well, or was that just something? That, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I learned to do my first voice. I was in first grade, and we were having story time. It was, a, and my teacher was reading this Mickey Mouse book, and this girl I had a crush on in my class like passed me a note and asked me if I would be her boyfriend, <laughs> and I just let out this oh gosh, oh yuck, and I was like, oh. dude, I love goof, goof. <laughs> <laughs> it's been noted on the show m- multiple times that a goofy movie is in my top five favorite movies uh, of all time. <laughs> it's so. the leaning tower of cheese. Dude. Yeah. I, yeah. And nobody even gives Paulie Shore the credit for, he He's wouldn't take bro. credit for being in the movie. Cause he didn't want parents at the time to be turned off from the film. Cause back yeah. in those days, Paulie Shore was, was not kid friendly. Oh yeah. And bro. he no, didn't no, he want not. it to, look bad on Disney's behalf for putting him in the film. So he said, don't credit me. Yeah. And I never knew that. Yeah. I never so knew that. The, I, I look, bro. When I was a kid, I love Pauly Shore. Oh, me too. But again, oh, yeah. you know, it's about, he but, doesn't yeah. get the respect that he should. I no, think. he does. Exactly. Like, man, like he has. So, I mean, now he did have some bombs in of the course. 90s, but yeah. they he, all, had, he everybody had a lot, does. He had, he had some classics like son-in-law. Son-in-law is so mm-hmm. he was in, he was in house party. Like I always used to yep. love when he would make cameos and TV shows and movies. He's man. the best oh, God, when he yeah. makes random cameos. I saw him at the, uh, the, the funny, funny bone? bone, like seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. And he was amazing. Oh, you so, know, also considering like his his past growing up with the you know with his mom owning the that uh, the, the comedy, comedy club there in right, LA, yeah, yeah, that that was just like you know all that the education that guy got with comedy mm-hmm. growing up is amazing. That's like you could not have a better education in comedy than that. I mean, so, it's like that's why I think he's so underrated. It's like you know people just think he's like this this really idiotic guy. It's like no, he's not an idiot at all. He's a very smart man. You have to be smart to play stupid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And people love stupid. It's like when you mm-hmm. it, there's a difference between being stupid and acting stupid. If you can act stupid and mm-hmm. people think that it's funny, then you're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. And he was so good at it. He was so good at it. 
he was just bo- so good at playing that just like that dopey stoner type just like yeah ah, well that's like kind surfer yeah uh, that's kind of like uh mike myers boy dana um dana carvey uh, dana carvey dana carvey oh he god is yes so underrated yeah. and he comes oh, off like god. he's an idiot but he is super oh, intelligent bro, all that stuff back in oh, the day god. like it was sweet like uh like kelly bundy on yep. married with children mm-hmm. Marlon Wayans on the Wayans Brothers. Uh, Waldo. Yep. Waldo. All, all family yeah, matters. Waldo, D- yeah. Uh, Je- <laughs> uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff on the Fresh Prince of yep. Bel-Air. Like, yep. it's like just being those, it, like, it, Kale on Kenan and Kale. Kale you know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, my God. I, I always thought he was the better one. <laughs> oh, he, I mean, a- everybody did. Everybody thought that Kale, because, I mean, he was he was just so energetic between him oh, and Kenan. and. You know, it sucks, you know, what happened with him because, you know, he went down a mm-hmm. downward spiral and whatnot, but he bounced back. And yeah, I feel I, like I, that's... I, oh, go ahead, Dave. No, I, I want to see him doing more stuff again. That's what I want to well, see. Well, he, he's... Him Him and Josh Server are pretty much running the, the new, new All, all that. that that's on Nickelodeon. Oh, good. And good, I'll tell you good, what, good. the Good Burger sketches that Kel uh-huh. Mitchell's been doing with the new cast... They are five star in my opinion. I mean, they also are they, they so brought back Good, good Burger. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, and they said that there's supposed to be a Good Burger, good Burger two, two movie coming out. Oh and Good Burger is another one where it's in my top. <laughs> you know, it's in my top movies. I think it's an underrated movie. It's oh, for sure. So funny. But yeah, continue with uh, you. You were doing goofy impressions. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like yeah, the snowball. Yeah, that's basically how it started and then that's uh like uh about a year later is when who friend roger rabbit came out oh my and god I, and i was obsessed with that movie and that's when i learned about mel blank mm-hmm. doing all of the the voices for all the looney tune characters and i was like wow one guy did all of those voices mm-hmm. that is so cool that was his job he was just two voices for cartoons because i was obsessed with cartoons as a kid I still am. Yeah, I was about and, to say, I and, still am. So. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I want to learn how to do that. And so I I basically just have an ear for it, and I hear an interesting voice, and I, I can I, I train myself to mimic it. And yeah, now I do like over 200 of them now. So it's, I, I lost count a long time ago. There's an art to it, man, that people become so good. Um, the guy that was on SNL, who's not anymore, who can do like mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Oh, and Jay Farrow. Jay Farrow. It's he just a, so good. He is so good. I mean, if really, if you were to close your eyes and just listen to it you and not Dennis. know that he was doing yeah. an impression, you would think Smith it's that person. dead on. His yeah. Will Smith and Denzel Washington is like, perfect uh another guy that does a really good one was the guy from wild and out who does a really good jay-z yeah. impression ah oh, what's his name uh, i cannot yeah. i cannot uh, think I follow of his him name, on instagram but he is so funny and his jay-z and he can do the ludicrous impression yeah he really does good. a ludicrous impression that's, oh that's um 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 is it ari spears no no, no that, but, he's but he's another one his ll really cool j and snoop dog and dmx impression yeah. are just so <laughs> spot on his shack is great too. <laughs> yeah. dude the facial expressions he makes the when eye, he does the shack impression the eye twitch <laughs> it's so oh my god it's so good but man it's i have if you like ever just try to do an impression and you're the average guy, you really realize how hard it is to do it. Even if you can nail one impression really good, like the guy from yeah. Mad TV who used to do like um, uh, is it Frank Frank, Frank Caliendo? Caliendo. Yep. Oh, Frank Caliendo, yeah. He's another he did, really like, John. Ap Crockett is the guy's name. 
Baytheon, Cro- there Baytheon it is, Crockett. Crockett yeah, but oh. yeah, Frank Caliendo. Not even the John Madden. His best one is the John Gruden. Oh yeah, that those yeah. John with a spider Y banana. His John Gruden impressions are. <laughs> he has one where it's him as John Gruden and actual John Gruden, and they're interviewing each other, and it <laughs> is gold. So it's just. It's insane that you can do, you know, all these impressions and even just from the little bit we heard, they're they just spot so on. spot on, man. Yeah. And Thank you. I, Thank I have you. a yeah, really welcome. vast appreciation for you being able to do that, man. That, that was hard because I did that. I did that in two takes. I had to edit it because I had a speaker that just kept on going. Because <laughs> right. uh, uh, I was I was in the dressing room on tour when I did that. So like the speakers just kept on coming. I was like, ah, dang it. We got to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> so we just took the two takes I did and like spliced them together. But most of those, I was just, you know, both of those takes, I did everything back to back to back with no breaks. So that, that was tough. That was really tough. And I think some of them could have been better if I had, was not transitioning from voice to voice to voice. Right. So yeah. I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to say, cause I was, you know, mentioning to you earlier how this podcast pretty much covers, you know, video games and comics and anime and stuff. And you've pretty much have met the checklist yeah, like, of everything that we cover on this podcast. It's cool, man. <laughs> and it's crazy. You've been in... I'm a huge geek. <laughs> and, and, but that, and that's cool because, I mean, because it's like we get guests up here and it's like, I feel like it's like everybody is a nerd of something, but it's mm-hmm. like, like you checked them all off, like Trav said. <laughs> so you're a certified nerd. Yeah, you got it. It's so funny, like you know, all the stuff that everybody made fun of me for liking. Oh, we talk about about it all all the time. time. It's all mainstream now: video games, comic books, all that stuff. Could you have imagined that comic book movies would be what they are now when we were growing up? No, nobody would be going to see them. Nothing. They would be like you just had Batman, and that was it. Mm Hmm. And Ninja Turtles, yeah. And Ninja Turtles. Turtles. I was telling yeah. Trav uh, because on our on our last episode, he was talking about like, do you think that you know superhero TV shows are gonna eventually become oversaturated? And I told him I was just like, bro, it's like you gotta think about it. There are way more nerds in the world now than mm-hmm. there were when we were growing up, and it's like as long as they can keep on coming out with superhero content, nobody's ever gonna be mad about it. No, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm I, I just watched Batwoman last night. Oh, nice. thought, hey, hold on, Bro. hold on. I haven't. I was gonna watch Cover your it. Ears. I was gonna watch it Cover tonight. I haven't seen it yet. Cover your. Okay, well, all right, Dave. Let's do. <laughs> let's do. Let's do a spoiler. Uh, a spoiler free. Isn't that the way? That's what you say. Spoiler yeah. free. That's when we don't. Well, there's say spoilers, not really right? too much to too spoil. Much to spoil. I mean, it's something that happens one. the very end of the episode. Which is really, a nice I twist, just want to. If you read the comics, you know the twist anyway. But I just want to know if you thought, okay, this is this is going to be legit. I thought a legit it was. Show. I thought it was okay for. I mean, mm-hmm. because she was introduced in the crossover last right, yeah, year. Yeah, I knew that. And, yeah, and I thought I thought Ruby Rose did a really no, good job. No, she's phenomenal anyway. So yeah. I was I was pumped when they announced that they were going to be doing a Batwoman yes. show. I, I thought when when they cast her as Batwoman, I was like, oh, that she's perfect. She's perfect for that role, for the role definitely. Perfect. And she, I mean, and like, and, the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and my my buddy uh, Cameras is actually the guy that plays Luke Fox on nice, there. So like, nice, he yeah, did a good I'm job so, too. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. He was actually in Terrifier originally. He As... was um, we when we he was one of our cops originally. We had two cops. Gotcha. Uh huh. Uh, uh, at for the that beginning scene. of the movie. And 
Uh, no, at the, at the end. With oh, the at the end of the movie. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It, it was him and the blonde guy that you see in the, the corner scene. That They were our original cops. Okay. And we were going back, and Damien's like, ah, they just don't look like New York cops. They're too good-looking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, 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 they look too, like, you know, Hollywood type. Of, like, we're, we're cops. It's like, as <laughs> good as they were in this scene, because they were really good in this scene. It's like, they just didn't look like cops. And we're like, damn it. So we we had to re- recast it, and it would suck. It's like ah, because I love working with him. And it's, it's uh, so when I saw that he got cast as Luke, I was like, dude. <laughs> and I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying to remember is uh, Luke is that the one that becomes uh, uh is it like Batblade Bat- or something? Batwing. Batwing. There we go. That's that's mm-hmm. so he's going to eventually become Batwing on the show. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> nice yeah because I, I told him that too i was like i hope you get to do something because i because seeing him doing having that little bit of the nerdiness to him i loved watching because he's not like that at all in real life i was like oh this is oh this is good job cameras good job so transitioning from batwoman to another batman theme show which is one of my favorite shows gotham mm-hmm. i saw that you had a role on that show as an orderly i did so i like, did so tell, I, so- I created solomon grundy I'm trying to remember. I, like, I, like, it's, I'm, it's I'm the, trying to remember yeah. the scene. I'm trying to it's remember. The episode, how- it was the cold open in, I think, it's episode five of season four where they're taking Butch out of the hospital. Yeah. Where he's in a coma, and they take him to Slaughter Swamp, and the orderly dumps him in the, the swamp. I remember that. That was me. Yeah, they're like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's a guy in a way, former mob guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have like to go. Rest of the piece. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch that episode, but I I remember I remember the scene that you're talking about when they when they dump Butch into the into the swamp. Um, yeah. How like how was it just you know being a part of that cast like just doing that scene on uh, Gotham? That was fun. That was so much fun because like like the first scene when we had the hospital they we did that Steiner studio where they have their own studios there for like their sets and everything for Gotham so I'm like walking around and oh I walk into this one room and oh my god it's Wayne Manor I'm like oh my god that's crazy yeah <laughs> this is Wayne Manor oh, oh. <laughs> and I go upstairs and they got all the dressing rooms they got all the names on the doors and like my dressing room was right next to uh, Sean Pertway who played Alfred nice and then and they had the character names on the door so they had Alfred and they had Bruce Wayne I'm like this is so cool that's crazy <laughs> and especially I, I was, like you said since you grew up reading these comics and now you oh, gotta yeah. oh what made it better too they went in my dressing room they had uh, the portrait of Paul Rubens when he played Penguin's father nice. hanging up. There's uh, they called it the Pee Wee Suite. And I'm like, I'm in the Pee Wee Suite. This is great. Now, what was what was cool about Paul Rubens that I enjoyed when he was on Gotham was mm-hmm. that I mean I don't know if a lot of fans even remembered, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. he played Penguin's father in mm-hmm. Batman Returns. So yep. when it was announced that he was going to be playing Penguin's father on Gotham, like I marked out like. A lot well, of that's pe- how this multiverse situation's kind of happening, where yeah, they're bringing back people to play yeah. characters they played so long. Uh, and, that's, ago. and that's awesome. Brandon and Ralph is coming back to play both Adam and Superman. So I'm right. like, that's great. Yes, man, I can't, I can't wait to this crossover to happen. I mean, and which McCall, uh, uh, Tom Weaving, uh, that's his name, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. was on Smallville. Yep. Yeah, he's coming back to play Superman. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that. Um, I know Kevin Conroy, he's going to be playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, there's some other people, too. I can't think of them right now. But, yeah, I just can't wait to this crossover. And, you know, Gotham, I always felt like it got a lot of uh, crap talked about it because, you know, yeah. it didn't follow the traditional Batman storyline. But, you know, I used to tell people all the time that it's like you can't look at it like, you know, it's a traditional Batman show. I always say, yeah. I like, even with the Marvel movies, it's its own universe. It's an Elseworlds yeah. story. So and That's exactly how I looked at Gotham. It's like, it's an Elseworlds story. Exactly. And, like, that's how you got to look at it now. I will say that, like, you know, there were some episodes that were hit or miss, but I... What watched, happens when a show runs that long, though? Like, that, but, that's no, just but Gotham, but that's the But that's the good thing about Gotham. It didn't run long. It was only... Uh, what six, six seasons? Five, five seasons. Five seasons. Okay, I'm sorry. It was only five yeah. seasons. So, but that's still a lot of episodes. So that, yeah. that that's like when you take an artist album and expect every. Si- I never get a whole album and expect every single song to be a smash hit. It's I impossible. Agree. Oh, no. I agree with you. So not every episode it's for these be- shows can be. It's it, there's a difference between a totally just being ass and it sucks yeah, 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 and yeah. just not being as good as some other ones. Cause that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'll tell oh, you yeah. this. I'll tell you this about Gotham. The final season of Gotham was, it was the best season out of all of them, in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. And every single episode was good. Like every single episode that aired, it's like, I couldn't wait to see the next one. And it was, it was a short season too. Yes. So, I mean like, and it was the first time that we got to see <laughs> Batman yeah. on a, on a television screen since Adam West, I believe. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because uh, we've been doing this podcast for almost a year, and leading up to that final season, that's all you talked about is, are we finally going to get to see Batman? Are we finally going to get to see Batman? Batman. Yeah, because I mean, because it's like Batman is, and I. <laughs> Uh, it's not really a spoiler, but it is a spoiler. But they do show Batman on Batwoman, but right. his but his face is hidden. And yeah, and we've talked about this before, where it's like they've done the same thing on uh, on Titans, right. where they showed Batman and they showed the Joker. Which, have too. you seen Titans? Yeah. Oh yeah. I Are you watching it. season two right now? I haven't watched second season yet. It's really. Yeah, I, I, say, I usually wait until it's, it's all done, so I just watch it. You know, just That's, like. Boom, 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 That's boom, what boom. I do. Nah, I gotta watch. I mean, because ty- season two is lit, and I don't say lit a lot. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it's it's because I mean, you think about it. It's like in the first season, it's like they were establishing all the right, all the yeah, who these people are. Whereas yeah. now, it's like we know who everybody is, and now we can get to now it. we can get to stuff. And they're still they're still bringing in new characters on on the show. And I don't I, oh because because you haven't watched it, I'm not gonna say anything yet, but. Yeah, it's like they're bringing in more Titans that were Titans in the comics. So, um, yeah. h- highly oh, recommended. Good. Yeah, that's, highly see, recommended. That's, that's a show. That's a show I would kill to play Joker on. It's like I would love to play him on a series as opposed to a film because with a series you can take more time yeah. to yes. flesh out the character and really develop them. And that's what I would love, especially on something like titans where it's dark and gritty i would love yes, to hear that kind that's of what i love version of joker just a dark gritty bloody joker let him just do bad things and they're hour-long episodes yeah every episode you know? so it's yep. not it's not these little there's no commercial breaks it's like a hbo thing where yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's legitimately an hour long 57 minutes or whatever it's but good it's exactly good. Well, the the like the, the finale for the first season was so good i was Wait like that's you see- how you Wait till you see the premiere oh, of season two. Oh, good. Because I was like, that's how you do a Batman. 
that's how you do a Batman episode. That well, was like that's that's Batman. I love when a series can end on a note like that, to where it's like mm-hmm. I as soon as you watch it and you're like, oh my god, I can't wait for season for season two or season three yeah, or whatever yeah. the next season is. I and mean, that's how The Walking Dead used to be. Yeah, and now it's like, eh. yeah, yeah. We talk, trust yeah. me, because we, we were just talking about that we before we started loved, recording. And he watched it a little bit once they got to season four and they got the governor stuff going. I was mm-hmm. kind of watching it, but I was just so disconnected from it. They lost me completely once they hit season yeah. four. You watched it to like season I think, six. I think season season eight, which whichever the one was where where Carl, oh, Carl, sorry, uh, I. Which, I like I don't know about you, Dave. Coral. Have you? <laughs> like, are you? Are you? Like, do you still watch the show, or did you stop watching? I I still watch, but I kind of hate watch now. It's <laughs> one see, of those. And see, Dave, and like that's what I was talking telling him earlier before we started recording this podcast. And I say the same thing about wrestling too. It's like if if you don't like something. Why continue to watch it and then, and, so then, and then complain about it? Because they're so emotionally invested. Look, man, it's like if yeah. I don't like something, I gotta see it through. I, if I don't I'm like something, I'm a completionist. Thank yeah. you. I gotta see it through. Just like I love Death Note, but those last. Yeah. I don't even know if you know what Death Note is or have seen it. Oh, I loved it. Those loved last, it. those last, you know, fifteen episodes. They're they're yeah. Bad. It's like when they killed off Els. It's like oh yeah. It really goes downhill from there. And yeah. but. I still, I still gotta watch them. Did you watch? <laughs> did you watch the uh, the Netflix movie? Yeah. How did you feel about it? <sighs> I, again, it's not on the actors because I yeah. know for a fact the, the guy the guy that You're played trying- Light is a really good yeah, actor. Yeah, he was in Hereditary. He's in Hereditary. Yeah. He's in Jumanji. He's a good actor. It's not on the actors. Yeah, it's they just tried to condense a whole entire series and, into one movie and change and things that just that. didn't need to be changed. Yeah, yeah. I know we were talking about the other verse and stuff like that, Multiverse. or Elseworld, and yeah. all these other things. But there's certain things I feel like have to stick. You can yeah. change the details, but, uh, but. Uh, Defoe did an amazing job, though. Let, yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah, Defoe, oh, for sure. Defoe yeah. saved a little bit that could be saved. Oh, on, yeah. Yeah, Ryuk is always the best part. <laughs> on a show like that, so... So let me ask you this, um, because you, you say you love Death Note. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever hear or, or watch the... It was like a short movie or a, a part of a comic or something like that where they said that Light ends up becoming a Shinigami? Oh, Interesting. I think that was fan fiction. Though. No, no. Are you sure it's not? No, because my the girl that I was dating at the time, yeah. Savannah, you right, remember, you uh-huh. know, her, she was a big Death Note fan, and she told me about it. And the creator of Death Note, like he had made like a small, a small chapter where Ryuk was telling this uh, Shinigami about his adventure on Earth with uh, with mm-hmm. Light and everything. And the Shinigami that he was talking to oh, was quote unquote Light. Was quote unquote Light. I, re- I remember because this he now. Okay. because he brought. He brought uh he brought Ryuk an apple. And it's like, how would this Shinigami know that Ryuk liked apples? Mm-hmm. And they I believe that the Shinigami was also he was carrying something that Light carried in the first in the first chapter of the manga and the first episode. So it's like fans the satchel? Yeah, the satchel. Okay. It's some, yeah, it was, the, it was the red satchel, right? Yeah, the red satchel. Yeah, he he was carrying the red satchel. And it's just like, you know. You put two and two together, together right, but yeah, the creator yeah. hasn't came out and said, said that, that this was this was light. Yeah. This is now this is up for interpretation. You know what I'm saying? Cool, cool. Yeah, things like that are super cool. So, all right. So, anyways, man, 
uh, I really just want to get to, you know, quote unquote, the main event. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about my film, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, because we've been talking about a lot of good stuff right now. I know, I know. We can go on and on about about. all that stuff. But um, (laughs) yeah, Art the Clown, man. Now, we actually just had Jenna on the podcast not too long ago. Oh, good. And uh, she was a sweetheart. She was really cool. She's really nice. My God, I couldn't believe how just nice she was to us you know what i mean just treated us like you know she like was we, no like bigger we know like we know because like, i mean because like doing this right now it's like i feel like we're talking to one of the boys right now yes <laughs> <laughs> i i still feel like one of the boys <laughs> it still hasn't all sunk in yet i guess so um this guy damien he writes this film mm-hmm. and um damien for people who don't know is the director and writer of uh terrifier now, she filled us in on some things we didn't know, and that was that the fact this was filmed in 2014. Well, 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. She lied to us. Yeah, she's okay. She's just, <laughs> just getting old in her memories. <laughs> so, we, we were just talking about how much time goes by before this film just blew up out of nowhere, especially once it hit Netflix. It was yeah. probably one of the because Netflix horror selection, as everybody knows, that's the it running gu- joke. It can be mad sometimes. It's not very oh, good. Yeah. But when Terrifier came on, it was like holy crap! They've added it was some, trending on Netflix, yes. and social media. How unexpected was that for you guys? Uh, very. <laughs> we we did not expect any of that at all. It's like because you know we we were being honest with ourselves. We knew what we were when we filmed it. We were like you know we were a small little low budget low low budget <laughs> independent film, and we were trying to be realistic with ourselves. Like we thought we had something cool. We thought the character was kind of cool and interesting, but. You know, we even knew it was like, well, it's, there's not much of a plot. It's more like it's just like it's just our little homage to 80s slasher film. So we're right. like, yeah, maybe yeah. people will like it. We hope they like it. Which 80s slasher films, you know, I don't know if you watch American Horror Story, but, you know, the new 1983, 84, 84 I'm yeah. sorry. Um, the slasher films in general are really starting to make this comeback. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Because that's like. That's the prime. I'm so glad that we're getting past the paranormal ghosts oh, and stuff uh, of horror me movies. Slashers are more fun. There's so much more fun, and there's so much more. St- you can only tell the story of a demon so many times, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was saying with this, you know, with Damien. This guy is, and I don't know, you know, you can fill us in on how much you guys combated together with taking Mm -hmm. whatever he came up with and what you filled in on, but it's very hard to take a clown character at this point Mm -hmm. in time and really take it to another level that people haven't seen. And I got to say, first of all, art is probably one of the ugliest characters. (laughs) I have this, you look at him and you are like some he doesn't he makes you feel uncomfortable uncomfortable yeah, yeah. So, yep. oh my god he makes you feel so uncomfortable i mean from oh, the teeth yeah to how the makeup is to like it was just all black it's like you couldn't see anything it's and it's, it's that that mall like that that that's a dark void into hell it's yeah. just see, like, that's ugh. exactly you could tell that something's wrong with this guy oh yeah 
Um, oh, yeah. He's not right. He's no, not right. He's not right. So, again. Uh, hold on. Now. I'm sorry. I will say <laughs> I will say that I laughed when um when you first see Art. Like, he's walking down yes, the street with a bag. I know, because he looks like a, <laughs> like, just a weirdo. Yeah. And it's like, they're just sitting there waiting at the car. And then, like, Art's just looking around. And I was just like, yeah, I wonder if something's about to happen right now. But you just, it, it you, built up Right. From that well, you point. assume it's just, like, some weird crackhead dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, especially up here in New York. <laughs> I can oh, that's, that's where it was filmed, in New York? Yeah, yeah. Nice. New York and New Jersey, yeah. So, you know, Damien creates this character. And, you know, when you get dra- not drafted, but... um. What's the word? <laughs> Art goes to the military. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's hey, that's how I do. Hey, that, hey, please, oh please don't God. tell me. It's like Ernest goes to blank. Dave, please don't tell me that you just spoiled Terrifier <laughs> 2 for us. Oh, no, no. But now I got my wheels turning in my head. I'm like, oh, my God. Art goes to boot camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. But, yeah. Uh, when, so, when you guys sit down, when, you know... You get picked for the part, and you guys are sitting down. What is the conversations like to take this character and go whatever direction you decided to go in with? We just kind of like, you know, that was like my first conversation I had with Damien when I was in the chair with him getting makeup because he did all of my makeup for me. So I was in that chair with him over 100 hours during the course of the film. So we got to talk a lot, and that was like my first thing. It's like, who is Art? What is his background? He's like... I don't really know. <laughs> I just thought he was cool. It's like, well, let's come up with it together. So during this whole process of filming, we really were fleshing more ideas out about, you know, you don't see it in the film, but, you know, just for our own sake, like know where he's coming from, like what, what's his motivation for everything. So we just kind of worked that out on, among ourselves and we've, we've fleshed out the character more for ourselves during the whole process of it all. And even since then. So it's like a question that, um, well, it's not really a question, but oh no, it is a question because <laughs> it's like I have a question and then I had something that I wanted to say that was cool that you had that that, that happened in the movie. But mm-hmm. my question is like, was there ever a scene where it's like you had to do and it was just so extreme where you're just like, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> because like it's a lot of extreme stuff that goes on in this movie. Mm-hmm. So was there ever a scene where it was just like, all right. I just need a break real quick. All right, can we, I just need I just need a chance to recover and think about some stuff. <laughs> well, I guess you could say two of them, but I'm like, it's not really like I need to like just adjust my head or anything like that because you know I, I'm an actor. I know this is all acting, so I, I can just lose myself in the moment and be like, okay, that's just all acting. But um, I would say like my first night on set because I I've always done comedy. I had never done anything like this before, so. I was so concerned about hurting Jenna. And my first scene with her was where I'm stabbing her in the leg and I get on top of her and I start choking her and trying to gouge her eyes out. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh my. And see, Jenna does stunts. She's a stunt. Yeah, she was telling us. She she's amazing talent right there with all that kind of stuff. And so she knows what she's doing. And I'm like, I, I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. You're, you're going to be fine. If you have to, you know, like, go ahead and actually choke me. It gives me something to work with. I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> hurt you. <laughs> I really don't. It's like, just if I hurt you, let me know. <laughs> so I, I imagine that has to look really weird when I'm covered in blood and I have all that makeup on. I'm like, are you Okay. Are yeah. you okay? I, I didn't hurt you. <laughs> no, go go ahead and choke me. So uh, I had to get used to 
actually hurting people, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, and like later on, I, I was like, uh, like when I'm, I have the flail with that has all the the instruments on it, you right. know, that with all the blades and stuff like that. I that was, of course, what we used was rubber, but still, that was actually slapping Samantha, uh, yeah. the other actress, and that was actually bringing red welts up on her. And I was like, I don't want to hurt her, but I'm like, but go ahead and slap her. And she's like, yes, please, it gives me something to work with. I'm like. I'm sorry, <laughs> but okay. And I, you know, I got more into it later on. It's like, so like when I'm having like grab her hair and pull her back, it's like, are you okay with it? She's like, yeah, I kind of like it. I'm like, Ooh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the similarity between doing stuff like that and professional wrestling, you know, the entertainment aspect of, you know, taking those welts and yeah. like yeah. being able to really use it and making it as and realistic it, as possible. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you have to sell it. And that's, that's that's what I had to get used to was that, and then I would say the other one was like my I, I call it my Buffalo Bill scene. Yeah, <laughs> because you know that in the script it wasn't written like that. In the script I was just wearing like the the boobs and the scalp, right? And, and I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm also wearing the JJ. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we noticed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but in the script he's just wearing it over his costume. And it's like about two days before we film, we're driving to set, and Damien's like, so I got a crazy idea. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. And I'm like, what, what, what is it? He's like, I, I, how would you feel about doing the scene naked and just wearing all that over just on your skin? I'm like, ah, who the heck wants to see me naked? <laughs> Apparently Damien. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I guess that's, that would definitely scare the audience more. But <laughs> no, I definitely think in hindsight, knowing that you were supposed to wear your clothes, yeah. I think, I think, you know, he made the right choice. I, yeah. I do too. And I said, right. that's what I thought about. I was like, wow, that actually, when I think about it, that is kind of freakier that he it's took scary. the time to take off his clothes yes. and, to and put, put that on, on yeah. top of him and to walk around with someone else's skin on him like that. And just like, start, and just to mess with the mind of the person he's, that he's going after. Right. I was like, yeah, that's, that's messed up. And I also realized like, you know what? Catherine who plays Dawn in the film, the blonde, She's like, she's having to really expose herself in a very, very, you know. Oh, my God. Uncomfortable manner. Uncomfortable manner. Especially knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, man. When when that scene came up, like, I had to It's one of the craziest scenes in horror I've ever seen. I had to turn my head because I was just like, man, you know. And and again, like we were talking about earlier with the facial expressions. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you're just sitting there smiling and just doing your little thing. Just, I'm trying not to spoil it because I spoiled what happened when we did the episode with Jenna. Jenna, yeah. (laughs) So I'm not trying to spoil some stuff for people who haven't seen it that's a very revealing scene i guess uh, people were split on it (laughs) well i always say this as long as the person that's doing it is 100 percent comfortable with it yeah then you know i feel like it's always okay and that that's how it was Catherine was 100 percent into doing it because she realized what that scene was going to become that scene made the movie as far as crazy yeah yeah, yeah she was, was like, she's like, this is, people are going to remember, remember this it. scene. Uh, that, people are going to be talking about this scene forever. Yes. So I was like, let's do it. And Definitely. And it, it was extremely uncomfortable for her, too, because that night we had no heat in that room, and it was 20 degrees out. Mm. 
And she's having to hang like that for like four hours. And we had only let her hang upside down for 30 seconds at a time. And then we'd swing her back up because it's that, that's dangerous to do. It's not good for the human body to be upside down like that. Well, she still me. even got, she got sick after a while. Uh, she she was me, naked bro. in front of people for four hours. Yeah. In I, 20 degree weather, covered in blood. I got to give like, her blood props. would go in her nose. It would go in her eyes because gravity and all right. that. It's just like, but she didn't complain at all. She was totally gung ho to do it. I mean, yeah, she's like, ow, ow, it's in my eye. But, you know, that's, that's normal. That's what she, she said. Yeah. <laughs> she literally yeah. said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, man. You but, know, yeah, so, so much respect oh, to her. I'm I'm just, yeah. you know, giving her the respect and props she deserves for. Yeah. That's not easy to do. A room full no. of probably mostly men. All, all men. All men. Exactly. And we actually had to weather. kick out one guy because he was just sitting there leering. We're like, get out. Are you serious? Yeah. We're it's like, like, always that one guy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. There's always a Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, gonna name names, but he knows who he is. But, but uh, it's, it's just like that was just like no, we we're all adults here, we're all professionals here. Be a freaking professional right, and yeah. you know, do not do that. Yeah. It's like this is this is very uncomfortable thing that she's having to do right now. Do not be like Yeah, that. give her the support she needs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to think what's going through her head right now. And it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. like somebody's just sitting here looking at me the whole time and making me feel yeah. very uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? No. You know, um, oh, no, that's the thing. It's like, that's the, it's like that, that kind of stuff didn't even go through my mind that night because I was so focused on the scene itself and like making sure she was okay. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing when it comes to wrestling, wrestling women. It's like mm-hmm. when you wrestling them, it's you're just. You just look at them like they're a man. You wrestle right, them yeah. the same way like they're a man. It's like you don't think like, oh, man, I'm feeling on this girl and everything like ah. that. Like I've wrestled a couple of women in my day, and it's like it's never even crossed my mind that it's like, oh, I'm feeling on a girl right now. Yeah, you yeah. just pick them up and do the move. Yeah, just that's slam how it should, them. That's, yeah, that's, how that's it all should it be. is. Yeah. You're doing your job. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're being professional. You're doing your job. You're doing what has to be done. Now, uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, and I had brought this up on the podcast with Jenna, was that I thought it was cool how, you know, art, it's like they made him like a traditional slasher, a slasher mm-hmm. uh, killer, but he also was, you know, up with the modern times because when you pulled out that gun mm-hmm. and you Which, shot Terror, I, w- I wasn't expecting that. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, no. it's like, you know, imagine if, imagine... <clears throat> A, a girl's running from Jason, and then Jason just pulled out, out a gun. gun and shot her. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Whoa!" It's like that Indiana Jones moment. You know, it's just like that. You know, just oh, like, the guy with yeah, the sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just it's just that. I that's what I referred it to. It well, was, you don't, like, This is my Indiana Jones moment. The well, that's because you don't expect it because it's the thing with art is that he's enjoying the mm. mutilation of said person yeah. as it's not about killing the person. It's about him f- feeling the pain that he's yeah. putting them through. He, 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 he doesn't like just like, he likes to kill people, but he doesn't like just to kill people. Kill people he likes, exactly. He likes to break people. He likes to mentally and physically break people and torture people. That's he's just demented as anything. And that's just that with that that scene is like he, you look at his expression when he's killing her with the gun, even though he still uses it as a slasher would. He still like disfigures her with yeah. it. Right. But yeah. he he's not getting joy out of doing that. And it's too it's like, easy. It's too easy. And I, I think it's because he 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 was looking for someone 
that was his match, and he thought that she was his match. Well, we all thought she was going to yeah. get away. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and that's that's another thing that I had brought up was that, you know, and most horror And spoilers films, are out the window at this yeah, point. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave had already said the gun. Like, that's what I spoiled when we was talking yeah. with her. Um, but yeah, it's like, in most horror films, it's like the female, she always survives. So it's like, mm-hmm. I was pulling for Tara in the movie. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that she was going to survive, and it's like she didn't. And, no. you know... It's it's just it's it's different. It's unique. Like this felt more like a modern slasher film, and it's yeah. like you know you had your traditional you know slasher themes in the film, but it's like nah, like this is the future. Like I'm not just gonna chase after you. I'm gonna shoot you if you go. You yeah. ain't gonna get away from me. But I think it's also relevant to the time period that we're living in right now, too, with all the gun violence that we have. So it, it works in that way, too, where that's a real fear that people have now. I just saw, like, there was a school somewhere that, and I think in Texas, like, yesterday or today, that had a, a gun drill where someone, they actually fired blanks off in the school with that's, a shotgun. That's a little extreme, man. Yeah, and I'm like, but that's the world we're living in now, where it's just like, there's that, that's a real fear that people have now. I and, just don't think you can drill something for a tragic event. Like, you can't, no. you can't imitate that. Like, Not you can go all. through the practice all you want, but when it really happens, it's a whole different ball of wax. Because your, your fl- flight or fight instincts kick in. That's and these are you children. have no control over it. Yeah, these are exactly. children. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? This kind of goes back to, uh, you know, the Joker. When we were talking about, talking about the Joker film earlier, mm-hmm. I was listening to the radio earlier today, and this caller had called in, and she was just talking about, like, how she was afraid when she was watching the Joker film because she was saying that the stuff that was happening in the film is something that could really happen in the world today with, you know, people that have mental issues and stuff like that. And where it's like, you know, everything is being taken away from somebody that has these issues and there's not being anything that can be done to help fix it. And she even said that it's like, you know, she has 10 people in her family that, are like one step away that could actually become like the Joker right, was in uh-huh. the movie. Wow. And, yeah. uh, and, and she, and she lives in California and whatnot. And you know, like they say in California, like the homeless rate is really high in California. Mm-hmm. And remember in the movie and spoiler alert, you know, after Joker did what he did, um, it's like everybody in Gotham city was pretty much just, you know, taking the city for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy. Like what you were saying about how, you know, with how guns are in America now and whatnot. It's like stuff that you see in movies and stuff. It's like, it could really happen in the world. Yeah. And I think that's why that, that scene kind of resonated with people with us. It's just like, it's like, whoa, they didn't expect that. But at the same time, that's something that's very real. That's a real thing. No, I agree. So, um, yeah, we've kept you for gosh, over an hour now at this point. So we thank you, but, (laughs) You know, before we let you go, um, we just, you know, kind of fill us in on what's next for you, man. Like, what do you got planned going on? We know that, obviously, Terrifier 2 has been, quote unquote, announced, but, you know, no details have been given. But, you know, even outside of that, you know, what's going on with you now? I don't know if you got any Broadway stuff coming up or. Oh, that's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Like, well, first of all, I'm I'm 
this weekend I'm going down to uh, Asheville, North Carolina to Pinhead's Graveyard. I'm doing a haunted house down there. Nice. Meeting everybody. The next week I'm going to be in Rochester, New York for Scaricon. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then like right after that, I start filming uh, Terrifier 2. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So we start filming at the end of the month. But it's funny you mentioned Broadway. It's like today I got, I got like I, I haven't really get, done a whole lot of auditions this year because I guess I've been doing some conventions and right. I don't know what's going on with my agents. But <laughs> today they contact me like, hey, so we're we're pretty sure you can't do this because it'll probably conflict with filming. But um, they're having auditions for Willy Wonka for the national tour, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I know, like, and I yes. just feel like you would kill oh, that role. Willy Wonka? I, like, oh. I would kill to play Willy Wonka. I'm like, of course this is going to happen right right when I'm filming Terrifier, so I couldn't do it. That's when they're rehearsing everything. I'm like, nope, I can't do it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. But well, yeah. That's another character that really goes off a body movement and Energetic, you know and, and yes and yeah, yeah that's definitely just right up your alley man that's a shame oh it, it is i'm like oh there's always a chance in the future i can play him so I, I'd be happy oh who knows i mean because i i have heard rumors that they are trying to reboot willy wonka and they're coming out with another movie so who knows oh that would be fun oh that would be so fun i, I still think no one can beat what gene wilder did oh, with of it, course though. not it's just like that's, not. that was that man oh God, that man. Yeah. That scene where he said, good day, sir. Yeah. I it's, said good day, good sir. Day. It's still that scene. I mean, how many, oh, uh, the Willy Wonka meme, tell me, tell me how, blah, blah, blah. You know, that mm-hmm. whole meme. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gene Wilder, oh, he, man. He was the master at the slow burn. It was like, yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> I agree. He made everything look effortless. It was just like, it just so natural. Right. Now, uh, I know Trav had, uh, you know, asked you one last question, but I did have one last question that I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you. Um, did did your dad, did he see Terrifier? I don't know if he has or not, because my, my stepmom is very uh, conservative, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm not sure she, she's allowed it to be seen in the house yet. But my sister, my sister is mentally and physically handicapped and lives in a group home in uh alabama outside of birmingham and it's a very religious group home and all of a sudden she one night she's like so we watched your movie tonight i'm like "Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) she's like wow that was very bloody yeah (laughs) but you did a great job i love watching you in it but that was very scary (laughs) i'm like yeah (laughs) I bet everybody in there is thinking, looking at me totally differently now. <laughs> They're like, you need Jesus. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, so Dave, again, thank you for joining us tonight and being a guest on the podcast. Oh, Leveling up with Benjamin Banks, man. Pleasure. This yeah. was so much fun talking to you guys. Yeah, bro. It, like I said, it, it felt like we was talking to one of the boys. I mean, because yes. it's like we... We we interview a lot of people, and you know some of the people are our friends, and it's like it feels like we didn't know you for years. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. just like this. I feel like I'm just having like beers right now, right? And you yeah, guys, and just like just sitting out chilling. That's I love this. But yes. yeah, I mean, I was super stoked when you reached back out to us, man, and let us know that uh, you'd be willing to come on because uh, we re- we just really wanted to get you on this podcast, I, man. I'm so glad thank I was you able, again. Able to make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. So before we let you go, 
tell everybody in social media land where they can find you at. Well, you can find me on uh, both Facebook and Instagram under David Howard Thornton. I would say Twitter, but I got suspended from Twitter. What? Oh my God! What oh yeah, you got to tell yeah, the story. I was, I was a little bit mean to an orange guy. Oh, <laughs> they suspended me over a metaphor I used. That's that's but wild. Yeah, yeah. They don't uh, apparently the the algorithms at Twitter don't know what a metaphor is, and they took it literally. And like, no, it's a metaphor for criticizing. Uh, <laughs> well, look, man, we're gonna put in the petition to get you back on. Yeah. Oh, thank you. People have been trying, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll get I, in touch with the Rock, and we can see if we can uh, make this happen. <laughs> if they don't listen to you know, they the don't listen Rock, to Dwayne. Then, who else are they gonna listen to? Yeah, uh, just, uh, you I know. don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, man, again, thank you so much, man, for coming on. And oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Well, as a hey, we hope to have you back on again, man. I would love to. That would be fun. We, we especially hope to have you back on after you do the Willy Wonka movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, bro. We'll see. Yeah, we'll good talk day, to you. sir. Yeah, good. I said <laughs> good day, sir. Peace. I said good day. I said good day. Hey, thanks, David. <laughs> All right, peace, man. All right, take care, guys. Man, bro, like I said, it felt like we was having an interview with one of the boys. Dude, for real. Don't you know that meme where it's Green Goblin, Shocker, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Vulture? That's what it felt like having yeah, I mean, a podcast hey, with one of the boys. And you know, again, he's got one of those names where you got to say the whole oh, thing. Like a tribe called Quest. That's right. David. Howard. Thorne. Thorne. I feel like you forgot or something. No, 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 no. You no. gave, you gave him that, that pause. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say Howard. Oh, and okay. I was going to say Thorne. Because, you know, sometimes because sometimes we'll say something and then we'll say something at the same time. Uh, well, let's try it again. Right, Ready? Try go. It again. David. Howard. Thorne. Thorne. There we there go, baby. Is, baby. Pinky me, pinky me, baby. Hey, there it is, baby. Let's and we this. really pinkied each other too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we want to just thank David again for coming on, man. It was a really cool interview, man. And yo, it's like, it's like, I feel like everybody knows him as Art the Clown, right? But it's like everybody that's going to listen to this episode, you are finding out that he is just as much of a nerd as we all are. Yeah, yeah. And like that was really cool. And like just hearing his backstory from you know how he grew up to how he got into acting and. You know, just doing all these cool things. I mean, he got to play the Joker. You know I, what I'm I was going to say, I'm definitely going to check out the web series. It's called Nightwing Ex- Escalation. Escalation. Yes, yes, And yes. Uh, like I said, I saw clips of his Joker. Laugh is super on point. Like I said, man, it's that old school classic Joker. Yes. And obviously, he's knowledgeable in who the Joker is. Exactly. He's legitimately a fan yeah. of this. And anytime you get somebody who... That's what makes Ryan Reynolds so good as Deadpool. Because he genuinely is a fan of him and he wanted to bring his character to light. And hopefully, you know, like you said, maybe he can land a bigger role as, you know, Joker and, and like, do and, something. And then to be on Gotham, you know, to, yeah, grow, exactly. to grow up reading Batman comics and stuff like that, to playing the Joker in a YouTube series and then to being on a show Definitely. about Batman. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. So, yeah, again, thanks, Dave, for being a guest and joining us this week because this was a really fun podcast episode, and we can't wait to have him back up here. And one other thing that I want to say is I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to us every single week. We love you. We appreciate the support because it's like me and Trav, we enjoy doing this. It's like we do it every week. Sometimes we do two episodes. Sometimes we do three episodes. And 
that it's like even when we're tired it's like we're still doing episodes and we're putting in the it's work. late right now it's late right now and we just appreciate the love and support that you have for us it doesn't matter if it's only one person listening to it or a thousand people listening to us we just thank you for the support that you give us since we've been around and soon we'll be coming up on our one year anniversary that's so right, only a couple more months so uh, thank you again for everybody that's listening to us Trav, you got anything else to say I'll tell you what I got to say. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find us on Patreon at Leveling Up Banks. And you can find me on Instagram at ZK Audio. So give us a follow. And how about you, sir? And you can find me, your homie, your best friend, and your hero, King Benji underscore Banks on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Benjamin Banks. And you're going to be the first I person the first, they see. I might be the first person nah. you see. I hope I'm the first person you, you gonna see. You're going to be the first and person And like Travis also said about the leveling up stuff, follow us on all our accounts. And we need money, so give us money on Patreon. <laughs> so until next week, thank you for joining us for another Halloween-themed episode of Banks and Trav's Tales from, from the, the podcast. podcast. And we'll see you next week, baby. Let's roll out. Woo!